Up next on Inside Champ Car, Watkins Glen Rewind. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. This week on the show, we look back at the Salins Champ Yard Dog at the Glen. We catch up with race winner Will Nonamaker. And our tech tip will help you from wandering aimlessly. We'll do that in just a few minutes. But first, what a great weekend at Watkins Glen. I got a chance to peek in on the broadcast a little bit. Uh, you had a little bit of everything, Bill. Yeah. Uh, we, we did not have snow. Well, everything but snow. snow. Yes. <laughs> we had rain. Snow. We had wind. We had uh, wet track. We had oily track. We had parts on the track. We had clear track. We had everything on the track. It was it was a good weekend. And it was at Watkins Glen. So, I mean, yes. one of the... A- an iconic track. I, uh, I in, it, To save fuel, you know, because gas right now is like, I think, $1.50 a gallon out here on the East Coast. I say that for all the people out West. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's, yeah. you know, it's pretty high out here. And so instead of driving multiple diesel pickups and, and, and transporters up to uh, Champ Car, that I, I ended up taking a small, yeah. you know, my convertible. And uh, we packed with what I could for the show. And while Jimmy towed the rest of my stuff in the, in the ambulance that we use for our equipment vehicle. Right. And um, I was able to go around the track and set up all my gear. Nice. Yeah, nice. it was. I may or may not have taken the curbing. Oh, yeah, I bet you did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> in the ambulance? No, in my in my spider. <laughs> I wanted to see it take the curbing in the ambulance. That oh would yeah, be cool. I do too. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and but, I consider Watkins Glen one of the big seven. Okay. Oh, it's it, it's it's and for me the big seven is going from west to east. You've got Sonoma and you've yep. got uh, Laguna Seca. I just and, learned that Visceral Racing, their favorite West Coast track is sonoma yeah i thought it would be uh laguna sega but it's sonoma yeah both are great tracks for different reasons and then you've got road america watkins Mm -hmm. Glen, uh road atlanta sebring and daytona and vir yeah vir it's there but i don't think vir is at the level of those five those seven tracks it would Mm. be if if i if i were to go to a top 10 Definitely, VIR okay. would probably right. be eight, eight. Definitely, um, it just there. There was that time when it shut down, and it doesn't have the the the, yeah. the great history of those other racetracks. Right. So, okay, um, that makes sense. Uh, but makes I sense. love VIR, and and and, and Mid Ohio would be on that list too if I were to you know take it out. I do like Mid Ohio. Yeah, I didn't get enough track time there when I raced because we broke. But yes, I I did really enjoy that track. Yeah. Mid Ohio is amazing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's, but yeah, so we're at Watkins Glen, um, mega track. Yep. We had 103 cars go through tech. Um, we had made some changes. There've been some serious complaints about how long it gets through, how long it takes to get through tech. Right. We had 75 cars that needed teching. Wow. So yeah, it was a lot. So one of the things that we did, it's a secret trade secret, but we did it and it worked and people, uh, we were done with tech by about one o'clock. There okay. were no more lines. So, and, you know, five hours, I think, to do 75 cars, pretty good. Cool. Um, and then uh, then it started raining a little bit, and we had a test day. A couple of cars got damaged, um, which kind of sucked, but uh, it happens. Yep. Um, those, you know, those that didn't get damaged too much repaired their cars and were ready to race Saturday morning. And uh, it, started out dry at setup time and during the driver's meeting it started sprinkling and then by race start almost a full deluge (laughs) deluge deluge. yeah a lot of rain yeah yeah. and uh did not make it fun we did not have the big one in turn one okay which was kind of cool everybody went through there nice and easy okay we didn't have a spin off in turn one until lap three okay and the guy got right back on and done well if you're the only one spinning off a turn one there's that yes you know there's a lot of pavement for you to play with before you get to anything hard Yes. Yes. And, and, and yeah, it works out really well. So it was a great race. Um, so many lead changes in this race. Um, 
top 10, starting with 10, uh, Red Cow Racing uh, and their BMW, Rossmar and their Miata. There's no Z in, in Mazda, finished eighth, seventh <laughs> with Simon Says, who I picked to win this race because they have in the past. They usually just kind of hung out, hung out until, you know, an hour or two, and boom, there they are up in first. But uh, they were there, top 15, and the seventh, bomb, doom, seventh place. There you go. So uh, Visceral Racing, uh, their portion, 944 RSR finished fifth. That's the number one national championship car. Shut Up Racing finished fourth. Prefect Racing in their Lexus SC300 finished third. And Visceral finished second because they ran out of, well, 15 minutes before the end of the race. Well, we can let Ron talk about that real quick. You want to do that Are right you, now? Want to do that? Let's do that right now. Right. Team Salen's winning. Down here with Team Salen, the winner of today's Salen seven hour on Saturday, Wayne. How did you get him, man? Oh, it was a challenging race. There's so many factors. It's such a great series. I mean, 100 plus cars in this race. I think this is one of the biggest fields we've ever raced in. So amazing. The Salen's uh, champion dog was just a really dog fight. So it was fun. But though at the end, I think they had some problem. I think they tried to go a little bit long on fuel or something. And, and we just got him at the end. But exciting race and so many different car types of cars up front. It really a testament to the champ car series. Yeah, I left the tower about 20 minutes to go, maybe 15 minutes to go, and uh, they had the lead in hand, and then boom, I get up to the top, and they're waving the checker at you. It was exciting for sure, so I didn't know that we had enough, and we had that yellow there with about 20 minutes to go, I'm calculating. Seven, eight laps, there's 15 cars in between us, I don't know if there's enough time, but there was, and... You know, Will and I were talking the other day, this is amazing that there are more cars in this race than there are in the, the three races over in Monaco, Indianapolis, and Charlotte. So how cool is that, that there's more cars in this race than all three of those combined? So That is really cool. Um, what are you guys going to do different tomorrow? Anything to uh, secure tomorrow's race? I think we're going to have a really good strong lineup again. You know, we'll start a lap down with this car, but Ketchup will have a, a strong run for sure, I'm sure. So they had a little glitch that they got figured out at the end, and I think it's going to be a good race for Salins tomorrow. Cool. All right, congratulations, the winner, the Salins Champ Yard Dog at the Glen, Saturday. Sounds good. See you then. Thanks, right. Bill. Down here with 918 Visceral Ron, number one national champion of the world in Champ Car. Ran out of fuel, man. Yeah, we knew uh, we were taking a big gamble, but we knew that's what we were going to have to do to keep up and beat the boxers. We knew we couldn't drive as fast as they could this year last year we did we actually were faster than last year but my uh fast driver um wasn't here this year <clears throat> so but we knew we were gonna have to gamble a little bit with the fuel and we we took the gamble it's okay second place is perfectly fine with me we we did great um both cars are still here they're both kind of running we ran out of fuel so we put some fuel in it now it's running but uh and we didn't crash them so it was a good it was a good day so uh epic rebuild uh, for the cars and uh, but yeah I went upstairs and you had this race secured I come back I go up to take pictures and it's like oh wow they're they're behind the pace car now could you have used another yellow to kind of save fuel maybe yeah another yellow definitely would have been nice or a little uh, we thought we might have had that extension when the I think it was charcoal went off and then went into the wall so we thought that one might have been a, a reposition the wall so it was gonna be a longer one but um, Watkins Glen was very efficient and got us out back out on track pretty quick. So um, we knew for the last 15 to 20 minutes, the search tank lights been on and, and he would just like put it in fifth gear and just put, put it around the track. There's nothing else we can do. So, and uh, he died on the cool down lap at turn one. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had to have it towed back. So, but uh, again, it's still a great day. Um, we're very happy with the second place. I'm not complaining about that cool. at all. All right, so. man. Congratulations, second place here at Champion Dog. Thanks, Ben. I'm sorry, Bill. Bill, Ben, whatever. <laughs> there you go. At the end of the race, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that I'm still standing and they can call me anything. Yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah, I, that you know, sounded like it was fun. I mean, and that's part of the game with endurance racing yeah. is you know you you know where your strengths are and you know where your competition strengths are and and you make a calculated decision and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. In the early days with Ron, he would get him he would get so riled up when he lost a race like that, and you know he I think he's no he knows now that once he puts everything in it and as long as he finishes and they don't do anything stupid with the car they can do quite well and yeah. second 
in this field, that was really, really good. So. Well, and second, and all of, I mean, I, I've been doing this now with you for half a year almost. Gosh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been gosh, it's, almost half a year. Yeah, tomorrow. And, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I look at all of the races, and second place in any of these races is nothing to sneeze at. These are Jeez, Finishing in the top ten is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know. So we go on to Sunday. Day starts out much better, much better. We could see the sky. I didn't like it because that sun was really, really bright. Of course. It made the uh, tower extremely hot. Of course, they only have like two little AC units up there, and they're <laughs> working full blast. And wow. But yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And But yeah, it was, uh, it, it was warm, uh, dry, and uh, people were ready to race. And there were some fast times put down. Yeah. So the top 10 started out with MBM Motors Performance, Bare Maximums, BMW, eighth place with Haywood Racing. Simon says, again, seventh place, two sevenths in, you know, in a row. Rossmar Racing in their 99 Mazda. They brought a whole bunch of cars out that weekend. Um, in fifth place was the Soggy Bottom Boys and their Nissan 350Z. Fourth was Sparrow Speed. Uh, third was 901 Motorsports. And second was There's No Z in Mazda. And then Team Salem in the catch-up car winning it. But you know, that was a race that Vissel Racing had a wrap on it up yeah. until the night. I think it was the 918 or the, the number one car. I think it was. Yeah. The number one car lost an engine yeah. uh, going into five and uh, left a nice strip of oil <laughs> on the ground, which also took out their brand new Boxster that they've built. Oh. And that crashed as well. So, yeah, it wasn't pretty. And uh, after Salins takes over uh, the lead, he now is fighting with the Prefect Racing SC300, who then has an issue. And I can't remember. I, I wasn't in the tower, but they either crashed out or something broke on the car. Okay. And then they found themselves alone up there. Yeah. And uh, they just all they had to do was make laps and, uh, and win it. But it was it was a pretty wild weekend, and we we say crazy, um, you know. Not only did Salins win that race with the at the how how do you call that at at the expense of other teams, but there's no Z and Mazda was only uh, what was that nine point eight seconds yeah. behind the team Salin car. Yeah, that was not so, a, not a, <laughs> a given, not a any, blowout. No, any, not a blowout. Yeah. Now in this interview. I accidentally said a word you should never use. <laughs> I use the word fatalities, and I use the word fatalities towards the cars. Okay, good. Not as in anything else, and I'm sorry about that. Um, my choice of word sometimes is, is under stress or duress or, you know, extreme fatigue I is not you. always the best. All right. Well, we, 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 we've got that out of the way, so no offense <laughs> yes. will be taken. Cars, cars were sacrificed in, the, in, the, uh, in this race, and we will find out a little bit more about that right now. And here was Sunday's winner of the Salins Champ Yard Dog at the Glen with the 942 and Will Nanamaker. That was a heck of a race because there were so many fatalities today. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, we had a large field of, what, 110, so yeah. that just really says a lot about everybody loving Champ Car. You know, it's just awesome. But yeah, there was a lot of fatalities, unfortunate. But, you know, I thought it was beautiful. It was a beautiful day for weather. So I just couldn't ask for anything better to win here at the Salem's Champ Yard Dog at the Glen. Now, when we say fatalities, we mean cars uh, that didn't last, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had some of them yesterday. You know, our charcoal, it's been around since 2011. You know, it, it died its death yesterday, which is unfortunate. But, you know, that we're out here. We're going to have incidents just like anybody else but you know we were very fortunate this weekend to be able to, to make it out on top both days now yesterday's winter didn't do too well today yeah i don't not quite sure what happened you know but like i said that's why it's nice to have two cars so right. so yeah. who, who's driving today so in my car with me was joe salen he did a fantastic job he he did a great job of getting us back to the front a couple times so and then my dad and my brother wayne and joe were over in the other car and i think we were running first and second there for mm-hmm. a while so yeah like i said it's really good competition here so you guys have won a lot here. I mean, what's the secret to this track? Um, consistency. You know, it's it's knowing 
and it's knowing the track real well. You know, there's walls really close. Yeah. So, you know, you that's why you said there's a lot of fatalities. The problem with this track is, or the good thing there's walls so that you can go flying into the woods, right? But if you don't know this track, you're hitting a wall real quick. So the secret to the track is knowing it, but knowing it very well so that you don't get yourself in into those. trouble. But yeah. yeah. Cool. And you guys had enough fuel today? We did. We did, yeah. So there's plenty of yellows, unfortunately, yeah. but yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Congratulations. Double winner here at the uh, Salins Champ Yard Dog at the Glen. All right. Thanks, you, Bill. All right. What a great t- <laughs> So the funny and I love the team names in Champ Car and I always play right. on this. But but one car was was Dijon. Another one was ketchup. Another one was mustard playing off on the hot dog stuff. But I got to tell you, if you're driving a Porsche and you're talking about a hot dog and you don't name one of them sauerkraut. You really have lost an opportunity there. I, <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. You I, really passed on an yeah. opportunity, and I didn't yeah, get a chance an, to talk. Talk I can to Will see about that, that as an as an HR moment for me when I you know you know Monday morning, Bill Strong into the office. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that would be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they have charcoal yeah. and lighter fluid and i don't know they have all kinds of names all all very apropos but one of those porsches one of those german cars really should be named sauerkraut Sauerkraut. i'm just saying no what they do is they bring a a, a lexus out or something and call it sauerkraut Sauerkraut. (laughs) i love it because they used to run the uh, rx7 as well yeah Yeah. they were famous for the mazda stuff a lot of mazdas over the years all right well that was sounds like it was a great weekend you yep. know, and yep. uh, can't wait to go cars. back. Actually, it's it's uh we're we're going back next year. We've got a preliminary date in hand, and and uh, yeah, it's back on. You know what I like about Champ Car, among many things, is that you guys don't always go back to the same tracks. You pick up some yeah. new ones here, take a couple off every year. So when you do go to a Watkins Glen, let's say it's it's a special thing because mm-hmm. you might not be there next year, and you um, never know. and and yeah, but it, it is. So no, I'm not yeah. starting a rumor. I don't want to get a phone call from Dana. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but I'm just saying. This you know. just in: Inside Champ Car predicts the end. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But I, but I, it's cool though that you guys yeah. really enjoy trying out a new track and going to a place like Ozarks because it's brand new or or whatever the case may be. Um, and you don't get to do that with a lot of other series. So pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. All right. Is it time for that that moment where we get to play that really cool music? I believe it is. All right. Hit, hit it. All right, I love this week's tech tip because it's the simplest thing in the world. But you, until you, until you've been through it, you would never think about it. So, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know. I know I've talked about it on our show on yeah. the other shows. We talked about it on the web, but I'm sitting up two thousand feet up in the Watkins Glen Tower, okay, it's not looking far. down on the world as I do, <laughs> and I'm watching people just aimlessly driving through the paddock or the garages or even the pit lanes lost because they don't know where their quote pit lane is Mm. quote garage spaces quote paddock spaces. They don't know. So what do you do? It's not on the ways. I can't get there either. I know. Well, there's a lot of folks. If Google doesn't say turn left here, turn right there, they're lost. That's me. I mean, it's it's a lot of folks. I I still don't. Yeah, it was just a. I swear, it was just a few years ago. We were using MapQuest, printing out MapQuest <laughs> yeah, to get that. places. Yeah. And when the New Jersey Turnpike says no pickup trucks with trailers allowed on the Turnpike Parkway. Parkway. That's the parkway. it. It's the Parkway. That your MapQuest says stay on the Parkway. <laughs> I'm not getting off. No. Nope. There's no way in hell. Nope. So, you know. And, you know, so what do you do? You know, you don't have Google in your cars. Yeah. You take a piece of tape, any tape. Gaffer's tape mm-hmm. is the best because it doesn't leave residue. And you put it on your dash and you write pit 27. <laughs> now, sometimes um, the pit lane that we mark may be different from what's written on the wall. Right. So 
you put in your pit number 26, but the wall says 16. Mm -hmm. Put wall 16 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you know where to go. Yep. You can see it or you can see it on the ground. And usually the tow truck guy will know, oh, I know where 26 is. Right. Take you right there. Where's your garage? Card, you know, blue 16 or 27 right. or whatever. And, and, and the same with your paddock space, you know, where left corner you know, North corner or something like mm -hmm. that, or, you know, yeah, wherever, but, uh, it makes it easy for everybody. Right. I know where my stuff is. Cause I've been working on this race for three weeks Yep. or in some teams case yesterday. Yep. And the race was this weekend. Yep. So, you know, it makes it easy for everybody. You are not wasting a lot of time. You have five minutes in pit lane. That's a long time. So except when you have a pit lane that's a mile long, like Watkins Glen. Do, do you all have? Um, do they put up easy ups? Yeah, yeah, yep. So and I flags. Used, you know, we, we I, have signs. Yeah, I, I used to put a Polish flag on my easy up. Yeah, and a Polish flag at my at my pit spot. Yeah, and and tell the tow truck guy kind of in general general vicinity where you got to yeah, go yeah. and look for the Polish flag. So Ron and then they'd say, "What's the Polish flag?" And I'd say, "The red and white one." Yeah, yeah, because nobody knows. <laughs> go, yeah. it, wait. Can you point out Poland on a map? I, I can. Yes, I can. Too. <laughs> now, Visceral Racing has their big Porsche flag up. Yeah. Big corporate Porsche yep. feather flag. Things go. like that really help. But, Absolutely. You know, when you're trying to tell the tow truck driver, you know, pit lane 16, he'll take you right there. There you go. And the, but when you're also going down pit lane, you're not starting and stopping and trying to look. Because there's a lot of confusion on pit lane. Of course. Especially when there's a lot of other cars on pit lane, too. Yep. And we we did have a scene that was really funny. Uh, about 22 cars all tried to leave pit lane at the same time. They all came in at the same time. They all left at the same time. <laughs> so, of course, we stopped the cars at pit out. And we inspect, you know, make sure the guys all have their belts on right. And, oh, that's brutal. You know, the timers the 17th so, yeah. car in oh, that yeah. queue. Yeah, oh. you're sitting there going, let me out. Oh. <laughs> So do you stop every car at the end of pit lane to check? Yep. They they have to come to a complete stop. That's okay. just like when they come in, a complete stop, put the timer on. Or even when we do the uh, go to the electronic system that we're moving to, you're still going to have to come to a complete stop. It's safe. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So, I just. Yeah. But, man, if you're the so 23rd car in that queue. Leave. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're talking. I don't know. On the forum, they're talking about. Uh, um adding time on for tire changes and that. And I brought that up today, 22 cars. What are we going to do? How are you going to do that? Are you going to yeah. put the time on at the end when, you know, when right. I come up to you and the screaming cars are flying by and there's a lot going on and I, and you're just trying to get me out of the pit lane, but I'm telling you, I got tires too. And how many tires did I put on? Well, I put three tires on. Now I've got to figure out, well, it's two, two minutes for three tires. So that's why it's six. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. five or yeah. four, how many minutes do I keep? Oh, and when do I start that clock? Do I start it from the time that, you know, you've been waiting in line here with 20 cars behind you, your, your clock's at zero. What does that mean? Do I add on, do I right. keep you here even further, you know, longer? So there's a lot of questions that have to be answered if they're going to do something like that. And a lot of the, a lot of these rules in the past have been done without the thought of how we're going to actually implement, implement it on pit lane <laughs> with our technology. So, um, hopefully, uh, we have a good, good set of board members. Now they'll figure this out and, um, you know, over the initial ideas and, uh, figure something out to, uh, do whatever they want to accomplish. There you go. There you go. All right. Good weekend at the Glen. Good tech tip, you know, help yourself. And, and you can lose a lot of time if you're going back to your paddock or you lose your pit. I mean, that's, that's, it's all time. And in the end, when you're, when you've got a, a, a team like, like the second place car here on Sunday who lost by 9.819 seconds. And you know, he was probably in that line for 14 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I mean, honest to God though. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. every second counts and, and we prove that week after week when we look at these results. So oh, the other part of that is not only put your thing, put an extra radio in your car or a handheld. So that if you do get towed back, you can at least be calling and talking to your team, letting them know what what, what you think is a problem with the car. Because a lot of times they'll take you out of the car, put you in the tow truck yeah. or the ambulance. And so you can do a quick walk around. Say, hey, the right front wheel's missing. We need a whole suspension. So you guys get it ready at the trailer. We're going to the trailer. 
And of course they have to run to the sure. trailer now and, and do stuff. But when you get the tow truck there and you're down on the ground, you're not standing there waiting for the guys to show up because they may not even know you're broken. Yeah. Great so. advice. Great advice. Another fantastic tech tip brought to you by Bill Strong. Dun, dun, dun. All right. We're going to head out here. When we come back, a great conversation with Will Nonamaker about their participation in Champ Car and about why they like participating after all of the big time racing they've done, why they why they enjoy Champ Car. It's a it's a it was fun. He's a good guy. Yep, yep, off the chain, man. The stories he was telling, oh my goodness. You guys, it's insane. We're going to do that when we come back. This is Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out ChampCar.Live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. ChampCar.Live. Come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. He is... Bill Strong. And we are here talking about the uh, big race this weekend at Watkins Glen, the Salem's Champ Yard Dog at the Glen. It's a, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Joining us now is the one of the drivers from Team Salem's Porsche, Will Nonamaker. Will, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. So uh, we'll get to the weekend in a second. But uh, I always like to start these things off with kind of a, a little background for, you know, the four people out there who might not know who you are. And uh, so, so how did you get mixed up with, with this racing thing that we do in the first place? Well, I, like a lot of people like Polly, I got started with my dad racing. Yeah. So started out, my dad's first race car was a Ford Pinto of all cars. You know, this is back when, um, you know, you didn't have car seats. You know, we had a roll cage in that Ford Pinto, and that was our street car. And I'd crawl around the roll cage. We'd take family vacations of Ford Pinto, and then we'd take it to the racetrack, you know. and oh, That's awesome. That's just how you did it back then. You didn't have – and then finally, my dad, we used to race um, – we were lived over in western Ohio in Bowling Green and Pontiac, Michigan, and my dad's first races was Waterford Hills. And yep. He rolled the car because he was running – Steel wheels. Well, steel wheels don't work too well. You know, they're about the size of space savers back then. <laughs> and he rolled the car. And, uh, you know, what do you do when you have no choice? He took a jack, jacked the roof back up, put the visor down on his car, on his helmet. And he drove back from Waterford Hills, Michigan to Bowling Green, Ohio, with no windshield. And uh, my mom and I riding shotgun in somebody else's car home because that's how we got home. That's how we went racing, you know, because... Yeah. If you want to go racing bad enough, I say this to anybody who's getting into champ car, if you want to do it bad enough, you'll find a way. So we still get people showing up at the track, taking their windows out at the track, putting, you know, they, they had their race tires in the back of the car. They had their regular tires and they just put it all on there, take the hatch off the car or whatever. And they go racing. <clears throat> and then after the race, they put everything back on and go home in the car. No trailer, no yeah. support cars, just that. So, so that Pinto, was that an I, ITC Pinto? What was, or was that a production car? That was a showroom stock. It was showroom okay. stock C, I believe at the time. Okay. So way, way back then. And I mean, you know, it was a long time ago. I mean, he raced against Ford Gremlins and yeah. Pacers. He actually raced against Eric Prill's dad, who is the president of SCCA now. And he was, he was known as racer pacer back then. Eric Prill's dad was. So yeah. it's just kind of funny how the world's so small like that. My dad races against Eric Prill's dad. I go to college at Miami of Ohio and there's Eric Prill, you know, 20 years later racing. 
you know, and here I am at school with him. So it's just funny how the world is like that. We we were racing Honda Civics and and IT and and they put the the Pinto in the ITC with us, and and it used to make us really mad when we would lose to the Pinto because <laughs> it just sh- should not be fast, but it was good, you know, with the one, right guy behind the wheel. One of the coolest things I saw was back in the mid, or, or sorry, about two thousand four, two thousand five, at Summit Point, uh, the mid uh, Mid Atlantic Road Racing Series, a Mars Series. Mm-hmm. Um, actually had, uh, the, the spec Pinto running <laughs> and there was, I, th- I want to th- say there was 20, 25 cars running. It was, it was still big then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, great little car to, to, to race. Actually. Well, and that 2.0 Ford would just go forever. I mean, oh. the motor was just, you could just race it and race it and race it and it would never die. The so. two liter overhead cam was yep. just, it's a worldwide following. I mean, it was using everything from, from, from the, uh, you know, the cost with escorts all the way up to yep. the Ford Sierra yep. Cosworth. I mean, so, everything. So, so fast forward to recent times, you've, uh, you have a, a pretty strong background in endurance racing before Champ Car. Uh, what, what, uh, tell us a little bit about that and, and Team Salins and, and what they did before, before they started joining the Champ Car groups. Yeah. So fast forward to get to the, early eighties and you know, what started all this, what we're here and why we are talking right now is because of the Nelson ledges, 24 hours that occurred. And my dad had the great honor um, of getting to run in those first two or three of those events. So, I mean, that, that is why we're all here because that's what started showroom stock production racing. You know, I would call it the endurance racing for the people, you know, you had the pro racing at the time, the camel GT, which, you know, we eventually evolved into with Rolex, but, you know, the reason we're all here is because of that. And that's what our team has always done. We've always done endurance production racing. And, you know, from the Escort Series, Playboy Series, Firestone Firehawk, Motorola Cup, Continental, we evolved into Rolex. I mean, that was the the peak of our, our height of our racing. And, you know, I'll always cherish those moments. But, you know, for us, this champ car is, is the heart and soul of what this is all about to us. I mean, we love this series. We've run it since 2011. So... You know, that's that's what we love and that's what our team's about you asked about salins you know we got together in 2005 so joe salin and his family we partnered together that year and what is now 17 years later i mean that just is kind of unheard of in racing for teams to be around that long let alone for two groups to be partnered together for that long you know and i think it's been great we've been able to sponsor several events at watkins Glen, which you know, as Bill said, a hundred cars at the St. Helens Champ Yard Dog at the Glen. I mean, that's got that's got to be one of the most mega events in Champ Cars. Not maybe the biggest, but it's got to be one of the best. I think it's close. I mean, it's it, it goes back and forth between Daytona and Watkins Glen and Indianapolis. So it's it's a big big event for us. Yeah. Now, um, you guys, uh, you guys, you know, you talked about Nelson Ledges. We have the longest day coming up. Um, you guys have a good history with the with the longest day of Nelson. Yeah, we, we've been able to run it probably 15 times, and uh, we've won the class several times, and the last time we ran it, we won it overall. So, you know, it's, that's one of those things where everybody has a bucket list, and maybe it's weird, but my bucket list is Nelson Ledges, you know. I mean, a couple years ago, Grassroots Motorsports asked pro drivers what's their favorite track, and I don't know why they chose me as one of the drivers they asked, because I don't think I'm <laughs> I remember pro. that. But, but, you know, there's all these drivers, choo- you know, Randy Poots is cho- choosing, I think Sebring, you know, Charles Esselmoff's choosing something. And here I am saying Nelson Ledges. And, and I wasn't fitting on that. That is because to me, that's what it's all about. The heart and soul of what we're here for. Well, and now your dad got out of the car and or not. Yeah, it was your dad that got out of the car and he was just, it was like a little kid just won his first race. He was so excited about winning uh, um, Nelson Ledges or did he get out of the car? No, that was Joe Salem that got out of the car. But it was your dad was there, and he was just like a big kid. You know, it was funny. It's kind of cool. Well, and back when you did the 24 hours the first time, that racetrack was not the most smooth racetrack in the world. No, nah, no. So- when, when Will and I ran it, I think it was like 20 – the last time we ran it was 2012, I think it was. We did the the 24-hour there. But it's – the uh, that's the one you guys – you guys run the RX-7s, and you finished – right ahead of me at six with that really loud exhaust system as i was really mad at you guys because we had a sound <laughs> limit and nobody would enforce it and i'm screaming and yelling get him for sound and then 
you guys were on the back straight. We were right beside you. And all of a sudden that RX-7 got a turbo power. It was pretty wild watching you pull away from me. But I guess you guys were just tired of playing with me. But it was a fun race. And you, not only were we racing the track and the darkness and, you know, sound, but uh, parts of the track were flying up. You know, it, it was pretty wild. And then, stuff. of course, they, they fix it. We all come back and it's so fast now. <laughs> so w- what's your attraction of coming to Na- to Champ Car? Because, you know, I mean, you, you've raced at the top levels of motorsports all over the world. Um, and now, you know, you guys come out and 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 you come to the Champ Car races and and you're not the first person we've talked to with a significant pro racing background who's now playing with with champ car so what's the attraction for you to come to the champ car endurance series i think that the people you know not only the racers which i we find them all to be very friendly and welcoming you know and we think that the organizers of the series do a great job you know i mean not to blow blow smoke, but Dana and, and Bill Strong and the whole team do a fantastic job. You know, we've run in a lot of different series and we still do run in other series and not that they're not good, but we really love this series. You know, it's a good rules package. You know, the point system is ingenious, you know, and we love the fact that there's a point system there, that it's very equitable rules. And I just love, like I was sitting on the, on the pit wall at the last race and I was just watching the cars go by and I can almost squint and close my eyes and remember back to the Firestone Firehawk days when I'm watching this. Because I love, there's, there's such an eclectic version of cars. You know, yes, we have a Porsche. Yes, there's people with BMWs and Miatas. But I really love when you sit there and you see somebody with a Nissan 300Z or a Honda CRX or even our bank when they bring out their SOB. Isn't that cool? Like, that is like the coolest thing to see this eclectic version of cars. And I, I don't know, I just meet, I cherish that. So um, you've got the Porsche. You came out to Watkins Glen this weekend, and obviously that's a big race for Team Salins because that's their backyard. And and uh, w- what's it mean for that relationship to go to Watkins Glen and to run well for you guys? Well, we've went there before and not had success, so I know what that feels like. You know, I mean, you don't want to go there, and I mean, you want you don't want to go there and have failure, right? That's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, you're not going to dominate. We didn't dominate even this weekend. I mean, there was nip and tuck back and forth, but you know, you go there and you're, you're putting all your eggs out there. You know, we're putting everything we can. We even brought a, um, a spare car to test on Friday just to be ready. Right. We went and tested at the drag strip on the Monday before the race, you know, just doing those little things to be prepared. I, I think I drove the iRacing game before this event, probably, 10 hours. And that's on top of the fact that I had just been to Watkins Glen for some, some other series, you know, four weeks before, but you're right. We're, we're there to win because it's the sailings. You put your name on the, yeah. on the front of the shirt. You better be ready to go. Right, Bill. Yep. That's right. Well, I don't know. Cause you know, we've only won one race. You guys have won a few, a few more than us, but now to Saturday's race, you did not have that in the bag until the very end. I mean, I think that uh, Ron, Ron had it up on you guys, but he miscalculated his fuel. I think he came in just a wee bit too early during a yellow and, and, and got fuel and just basically ran out of gas towards the end there. Did you guys, do you guys sit there and plan this kind of stuff, the, your strategies, or is it something that you're looking at? You know, what are they, how much are they using? You kind of know what our compet you know, you know what your competitors are doing fuel wise i mean do you look at that kind of stuff oh for sure i mean every track's different too you know there's different lengths of pace laps there's different lengths of everything so the strategy changes from track to track and and you mentioned visceral i mean there's a reason they're the national champions i mean you're going to go out there and have the national champions you're you got your your work cut out for you same same way like you know when was it our bank was a champion the year before that and rva graphics i mean when those cars show up, you've got your work cut out to beat them. And uh, Sunday, visceral again up front. You guys were chasing them down, but they were holding you off until uh, the lead car blew an engine. And then uh, I guess the second place car, maybe he was the third place car, uh, spun out 
with the visceral car spun at the other visceral car spun out in his in his teammates oil and crashed. So uh, and that put you guys in the lead. But you had the SC 300 right on your tail, too, because that was back and forth for a little bit. Yeah, those Lexuses are, are super tough. I think it's a great platform for the series. And so is the Porsche 944. So you're right that we had competition the whole day. It was it was tough. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you and your brother race. Um, who's faster? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wayne faster by far. I don't hold any ego on that. I mean, when you, you know, he's, he's the last one ever in the Rolex series to win a race solo. After he did that twice in one year, they outlawed that rule. Oh, wow. So he held off Andy Lolly, and he's no slouch of a driver, J.F. Doomlin. So, I mean, Wayne is the real deal. You know, like, you know, when people say, wow, I think what do we call him on the, the Champ Car Live by AutoZone, the one-armed bandit? Yeah. I mean, there's oh, a yeah. reason he's one-armed bandit. I mean, I hold no no qualm to that fact. He's, like I said, he's he's the real deal. You know, he's qualified on the pole in Rolex races, one races solo there. So yeah. he is the real deal. All right. Now going back against you and your father, I mean, in his prime, who would have, who would have, uh, who would have been the top? Oh, I don't know about that. It's hard to say with the age gap. <laughs> I do. I do say it's a really amazing how great Joe Salen and Joe Nottemaker drive. They're, they're yeah. both. You know, they've both been doing this for a long time. This is my dad's uh, 50th year of racing. Yep. So if you want to figure out that he did this while he was getting out of college at 20, yeah. you can figure out that he's he's no spring chicken. And he's out there driving the full two hours and, and holding his own. So, I mean, that's very impressive. And Joe Salem the same way. I mean, he's a quick driver. He is. And he's like Paul Newman where he didn't get started right away. You know, my dad was right. 20. Joe didn't start – racing until he joined with us up until then he was doing chin track days which right. you know so it's it's like i said it's great and, you know it's it's great to see people of all levels out there you know you've got people who've been racing forever like uh Kohler and smith who are in the ec car at the Glen. i mean those guys right. were formerly known as the zippo team yeah if you remember the zippo cars from the 80s and 90s so there they are racing there's Brett Shanneman out there racing who's him and his dad used to run the old Ninja Turtle cars. Yep. But then you see people it's their first race ever. I mean, that's what's great about Champ Car. I love it. So I, I, I'm going to turn the table here, and Bill doesn't, didn't even know I was going to do this because I'm just sitting here. And But on a serious note, you know, you guys, Team Salen, and, and I don't know if you can speak for, for Joe, but I think you probably have a good idea. W what is the attraction for Salen to get involved with Champ Car in, in a big way on a, a sponsor standpoint, what is the benefit? Because um, I, I know that at all race series out there, it's a struggle to find sponsors for races and all that kind of stuff. There must be value that they're getting from Champ Car. And, and what, what is the value that you guys see from a from a business standpoint to become the, you know, the, 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 the title sponsor of this race at Watkins Glen? Well, first, any involvement in motorsports has to come down to a passion. And Joe Salen has a passion for motorsports. I had sent Bill a picture here recently of Joe Salen and his wife, Anita, camping in their van at Watkins Glen in the 1970s at a Formula One race. So, you know, there's that's a pretty big passion to be, you know, camping out in a van. But what Salem's gets out of this from a business standpoint is obviously, you know, we're at Watkins Glen, we're sponsoring a race right near where Salem's is located and where their products are distributed. The other part that we really do is we work hard to leverage social media. You know, again, you know, Watkins Glen, Salem's six hours of the Glen with IMSA, that's different. You've got a crowd there, you got 50,000 people, you got TV. So there's the benefit there from a business standpoint. But when you look at it from a champ car standpoint, we work really hard to leverage that exposure. Uh, an example of that is we did a video last year um, endurance, it's called Endurance Sports Car, the Champ Car Way. And we, we put this cool video together with ECS Tuning, and we have over 30,000 people who've seen that video now. Right. So, again, that's how you, in our opinion, you leverage it to get the maximum for the business standpoint. And, and Bill, I'm going to ask you the same question. What, how important is it for Champ Car 
to partner with great businesses like Salins to to do these types of races. And and I'm saying that because I'm sure that there'll be maybe someone out there listening who might say, you know, maybe this is something that my business or wants to be part of. And and so what's the what's the, the relationship or how important it is for Champ Car to have those relationships? Yeah, the the relationship with Salins and the Nanomakers is is has been here for a long time with champ car and it's going to, I hopefully it'll stay with us for, a, for an even longer time, but it's uh it's really important to us. It helps uh, the racers love the champ yard dog at the Glen. Um, they love, the, they love the hot dogs. You know, we, up until COVID uh, the Salins folks would uh, bring a ton of hot dogs. We get a free lunch on Friday and uh, they were really good. Cause a lot of us down South don't get the Salins stuff. And it's a big, you know, the, the hot dogs are really good. Um, I'm not a hot dog connoisseur, but I do like my hot dogs. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, really, really, uh, you know, we miss that. And hopefully we'll bring that back yeah. soon, you know, within a year or so. Be, but, being uh, a Chicago yeah. boy, I know my hot dogs. And oh, yeah. Salem's hot oh, dogs yeah. are pretty good hot dogs. Yes, so, they are. Um, so, but now on the flip side, um, you know, Champ Car is kind, you know, it's, it's, amateur racing yeah and then you've got you know these guys who are like you said drive up with their their wheels in the back of their car and sometimes you know you pull into the paddock and you see you know the team salins transporter and all of the stuff that you guys come along and you know what's your thought on on bringing that big operation in to what's a, a, an amateur type series and 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 that kind of you know the thought the thought process well first off i know we commonly refer to this as amateur racing, but I like to call it sportsman racing because okay. to me, it's it's a little bit of a different connotation because sportsman just means to me it's just one step below pro. And that's what I think this series has become, American Endurance Racing has become, and World Racing League. So I take those three, I won't mention the fourth one out west, but those three plus maybe the one out west, that's what we've evolved into is sportsman level racing. Mm-hmm. But what I think is also beautiful, and what you mentioned is the rigs and the support equipment. Well, what you see with us is what I've had for the last 20 years. So once I own it, I might as well use it. But if you look around at the people who are competitive, like, um, excuse me for not remembering the exact name of the team, but the team that finished second in the Miata at the Glen. Oh, yeah. They, their car is not fancy stickered, but they obviously did a very good job of prepping that car. I don't think they had a fancy rig. And there's a an amazing example that it doesn't matter. We are all competing on the same level. And that's what I think is great about this series. And I think we could probably show up an open trailer and probably do the same thing. may not be the same show, but it'll be the same performance on track. So to me, that's what's beautiful about this. We all can just show up. And once the the green flag drops, what do they say? The BS stops. And and that's really what it's about, I think, you know, and that's the way we look at it. Well, there was a, in the early days of champ car, actually the first 24 hour we had on the East coast, um, Tony Stewart shows up with his rig and, you know, most everybody's there with open trailers, a couple of U-Haul trucks that they actually put two by fours out and <laughs> took them like 12 foot back so they could roll the car back. That was a show into itself. But, um, you know, some people were like, oh, Tony Stewart's here, but we beat him. A lot of people beat him and yeah. it was, it was fun. And that kind of got me going, you know, got, who else am I going to race? And we've beat you guys, you know, the Nanomakers and, you know, Salins and a lot of other people have as well, but you've also had your day. Right. I, I always enjoyed racing against people who were at a different level than I was. Yeah. You yes. know, it, it, it allowed me to measure myself and my preparedness and mm-hmm. um and and you know, it, it was a great test. And then it, it and I, I would watch and study what they would do yep. and, and learn from that and then come yep. out better next weekend. So um I, I think it's great. So uh pretty cool stuff. So yeah, that was a big thing for me is making, you know, looking at how Salins and, and Riley and other top teams, you know, IMSA teams at one point or currently do stuff and how they how they attack problems was always something that I watched. And then we could try to emulate that and learn from it. And it helped us become better. Right. I thought. Right. All right. So, any particular moments from this past weekend that that stick out in your head and and your run to to the to the top top slot this last weekend? 
you know, it's always fun driving in the rain. And when you add a hundred cars to the track, there was times, and this is true. Like when you're at Sebring, you don't see anything, you know, it's crazy. I mean, two years ago at Sebring, it was raining. Remember Bill remembers that race when the uh, Nissan won. We were hydroplaning at 120 miles an hour down the back straightaway. I couldn't see more than 10 feet in front of me. And there was guys on, especially on the right, that were going 50 miles an hour slower. I mean, you just, you just go, what the heck? I'm like, you know, at a certain point in time, you just have to say, am I insane? Right? Like, and that was happening at this race. At one point in time, I was in the bus stop in the purple RX, I call him the purple people eater RX seven. And he was spun sideways. I did not see him until I went by his door. Like I have no idea. I didn't hit him. So to me, those are the kind of things that you just go, Oh my God, what am I doing out here? I'm insane. (laughs) Well, that brings up a, a, a good question. So at your level of racing, do you tend, do you see yourself taking more risk than let's say some guy that works a nine to five and comes out here on the weekend to race? Um, I think the difference is, is with having raced for 30 years, your, your knowledge of how to place to put the car is the difference. And I think that's the part that, you know, that makes a difference for us. A lot of times people look at our pace and say, wow, look at their pace. Well, when you've been racing for 30 years, especially in endurance racing, you just know where to place the car here. You see the pass happening before it ever gets there. You say, those two guys ahead are going to do this and that's what I'm going to do here. So I think uh, that's probably the difference that I think I see. And so I don't know if I'm taking more risks. I'm just doing something that maybe they wouldn't normally see. Right. Uh, is it even not even more risk, but more patience because you, you, you understand the, the way the pace is, the race is going to unfold and maybe making that move at that moment, rather than maybe waiting a half a lap to do it later. You've got the patience because you've got that experience. I like to think that way sometimes. <laughs> but like anybody, I get red mist just as much as anybody. I mean, it was about two years ago at Pittsburgh, and I tried to split two cars, and that is the worst thing you can do in this series. And I think Polly replayed that video a couple times, and that keeps you humble because, I mean, I'm like, here I am doing something stupid after all these years. You know, we all get red mist. We've all been there, and no one's immune to it, right? And we all make yep. mistakes. Scott Dixon probably is right now – kicking uh, himself for speeding on pit. I mean, we all now I'm called, well, it probably was red mist, right? I mean, he was ready to go. He had the hammer. He was going to win his Indy 500 again. And, and he made a mistake. It happens to everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of pit lane speeds, I think you guys are only doing about 15 miles an hour this weekend down pit lane. Well, there's no need to with five minute pit stops, right? I think that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right wonderful about this series you know there's been a lot of discussion about shortening those pit stops let me tell you that i don't know if that's ever a good idea i mean american endurance racing does three minute pit stops and we make it but there's a lot of teams in that series who can't make it right and if you look at world racing league they have no pit stop time and i'm telling you when you step up to that you're you're playing the big boys because that pit stop now is a big crucial part of your race we're here what happens is the five minutes it takes that completely out of the loop. You are not in a position where you have to have more than you and your other two co-drivers to get it done. And you're not a disadvantage to a team like Visceral, our bank or Salem's. Right. Right. What's next on the agenda for team Salem's both in champ car and outside of champ car. Well, we'll see how Nelson ledges pans out. I mean, it's hopefully it gets more entries. We'd like to run that race. That's our goal. And then of course, coming into the fall, we're excited to come back to mid Ohio and, race there again and Pittsburgh again. Those are two great tracks close for us. Um, and then we'll probably do another couple more American endurance races because they're close to us as well, which is again, what's beautiful about this after having done pro racing for so long and Brian, you can appreciate any, all that travel that, you know, <laughs> yeah. Barber or Sebring or, or an event like that is 16 hours of travel time. Yeah down in 16 hours back and that's why people ask why don't you go to ozarks i'm like i did that for 30 years right yeah you know i can do nelson ledges pittsburgh Watkins Glen, mid ohio and all of them are within three hours of you know i'm home by eight o'clock at night and that's that's us that's the beauty of this you know you ask about what we love about it it's so relaxed it's so much fun great camaraderie and i can be home i'm not traveling over god's green earth to do this because you have a a day job too right (laughs) We do. So yes, Salem is a meatpacking company, but 
our family does subway restaurants and okay. you know, that's our business. So when we come home, you know, I'm working on Memorial day yesterday just to be ready to catch back up on the work. I was off on Friday. Wow. So you're just like the rest of us just yeah. really nice race cars. <laughs> so, so the eye candy of, of team sailing, is that Billy sailing? He is. Yes. That has been the, the statement around the paddock for years. Yes. <laughs> I had to bring Billy in this somehow, you know. Of course. Good guy. He helps us a lot on our Champ Car Live pro, uh, broadcast, feeding us all kinds of secret information from the Salins team, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't know if it's secret or not, but good kid. <laughs> yeah, he knows a lot, and I know even when he's not at the races, he, he's, he, he's always chatting. He loves oh, the yeah. series beyond anything. Cool. Yep. All right, Bill, anything else you want to touch on before we head out of here? No, that's it. Thank right. you for uh, racing with us again this weekend and taking all our hardware home. Um, didn't have to take it home myself. <laughs> well, the best trophies in racing. I just, that's the last thing I want to say. Yeah. You know, of all our years of racing and pro racing, these trophies are the best end of statement. In fact, Joe Salen takes the trophies and he takes them to his office and he puts them in the corporate boardroom. So just oh, imagine that's awesome. that. That's how much. You know, just for all of us, that means he's got those sitting in the corporate boardroom at Salem's Packing. I mean, that's pretty darn cool. You know, that's what it means to him. It's the same way it means to everybody else. Yeah. we got to get yep. some pictures of that. Yeah. <laughs> Good yep. stuff. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having us on. All right. That's Will Nonamaker from Team Salem's the uh, Porsche driver, winners of the races this weekend at Watkins Glen. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the upcoming races that are uh, on the agenda at both Autobahn and out here at Willow Springs. We'll do that next on Inside Champ Car. Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. And we are back on Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Bill Strong here. I'm Brian Belansky. What a great chat with Will Nonamick. What a good guy. Yeah, Will is good. He was a little bit more laid back. Usually he's out of the car. Adrenaline is still there. And he <laughs> is at 900 RP or 9,000 RPM and a little more laid back today. Well, it's also late. Yeah, that's you know, true. After a long day at work, I'm sure. So yeah, and you know, they, they it's a it was a tough weekend. I'm still trying to recover from the weekend. Yeah, but you're old. Yeah, true. That is true. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> someone's gonna making comments. Would you stop picking on Bill? He's gonna get a complex. <sighs> no, that's way beyond that. <laughs> I right. get enough of that from my own boss. June seventeenth through the nineteenth, you guys are doing the duels. Yep, you've got Autobahn. Yeah, we got 29 cars set up for that one. Okay. Uh, all the way from uh, Blue Shells uh, will be there. Dirty 30s, uh, Gorilla Stickers coming, Maximum Effort. My Lawn's bringing a couple of cars. Premium Dudes, um, they win everything. So they're going to be there. TR Motorsports, that's a tire rack, guys. They're yep. going to be there with their 318 IS. Two brothers racing in their Mercedes and uh, Winkler Motorsports and Williams Racing Group. So there's a lot of big names going to be cool. at that race. And then we head out to... Willow, willow to the big willow yeah not just the little willow the big willow that's right uh we got nine cars signed up with a few more coming supposedly uh we got drive skills feather hound hall and oats i love that one yeah hall i know oats. um are they man eaters i don't know <laughs> don't know i want to see do they do they have the mustaches that's what i want to that's know. that would be cool Roto Plukers out there with their uh, rx7 they've won that race before tangerine dreams uh team honda research those honda uh uh, re, uh, engineers, Honda, but yeah. Honda, young HPD Honda engineers, guys. and Zoom Zoom Kaboom. Um, that guy actually puts LSs into 911s. I was gonna say, I don't know that I want my race team to have the word Kaboom in it. The Zoom Kaboom, good team. Um, <laughs> then seemed, we head down like to uh, so oh, I know, and then I head out right after that race. I'll shake your hand, and we're gone. 
back out to Carolinas there for the go. Carolina Grand Prix at CMP. We currently we have everybody and their brother coming to that one. Forty-eight nice. cars signed up. Cool. All the big guns from the east. So it's going to be a shootout and a half. Going to be a good race there. Awesome. Awesome. All hey, right. Yeah. Anything yep. else we need to know before we head out? Um. No. No. Well, then then let's get the heck out of here. But that's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels. You can comment on the, fa- on the Champ Car Facebook page, only if it's a good one. If it's a bad one, it's Bill Strong's page. Put it on that one. We have new episodes every week. For Bill Strong, I am Brian Polanski. This is Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network.